So business money management is not an intuitive thing. It's something that we need to be taught. It's something that we need to learn how to manage. And you know, a lot of times there's some shame around money and we just don't really go and learn what we need to learn. But guess what? That's why you're here. Thanks for joining me on the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm Don Kennedy, your host with tips, strategies, and real solutions to help you make more money and more importantly, keep more profit in your business because we know having more profit means having more impact. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator podcast. Guess what we're going to do today? We're going to talk about money blocks, which this is something I think we all need to work on no matter where you are in business, because I think that there's a lot of truth to the saying, every time you get to another level, you're going to have an upper limit problem, or you have another devil is another way I've heard that put. I know I've run into this myself over and over. So I'm very excited today to have Erin Solitz here because she is an expert in this stuff. And as you all know, I tell you, I'm not your money mindset coach. I'm your profit and profitability person. So thank you, Erin, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this. And it's it's kind of a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I am, you know, I have an a, a undergrad in corporate finance and accounting. I have an MBA. You know, I should know money backwards and forwards. I've I've done pricing for Accenture. You know, I've, I'm, I'm well-versed in margins and profit and how much you should be charging and things like that. But when it came to my personal money, I had... I had issues, you know, I and think that a lot of people, they are, you know, thinking, you know, I have all this, this knowledge, I know all this stuff, or maybe they don't, and they still have issues. But it's like, what's causing this? And that is the the question that I kept questioning myself, you know, what what is going on? Why can't I break through this? Why? Why do I have these issues? I know better. You know, I have I have the education. I, I should know better. So um, I actually um, quit my job about two years ago and, you know, was looking for what else is out there for me. And I stumbled upon this book called Tapping Into Wealth. It's by Margaret Lynch Ranieri. And, and now I'm one of one of her coaches and basically help people with this this money block issue. So it, it kind of dovetails quite well into what what you do, Don. I mean, you basically help people, you know, charge more and, you know, be able to increase their profits. And I'm I'm the you know, you kind of give them the strategy where I would be able to help them with the inner blocks, the ones that might not be able to know what's really going on. So, you know, I, I like to help people make more money, have more savings and, you know, start living the life that they choose to instead of what they're settling for. So in a nutshell, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, money is one of those things. It's got an emotional component. It can it can have physical effects on us depending on how we relate to money. There could be a lot of stress around money. It can cause you to have sleepless nights. And working with a lot of business owners, we know by statistic that only about 40% of businesses are profitable. 30% break even, 30% lose money. So some of this is strategy. Some of this is that there's not a lot of that education, but you know, when you do have that education and you're still looking for more, I think you're right. There is something else out there that is missing. There's a piece of this that is keeping us from being able to really tap into letting the money work with us and letting us use the money to make our lives what we want them to be. Right, right. And and the thing is, is I don't know, basically the modality that I use is tapping. And I don't know if you've heard of that before. It's also called EFT. Basically, 
you know, we're using a technique to tap into the mind-body connection. So basically turn off that fight or flight. So a lot of people, and I'm sure, Don, you've seen this a lot with people. Most of the time, people just avoid their money. And and that's probably when they're coming to you. They're like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, and, and they just avoid it and they put their head in the sand and, and think it'll go away. But that's almost, we think of fight or flight and we think of, you know, being chased by the, the lion, you know, our ancestors being chased by the lion. I think in present day, the fight or flight is almost the fear, the inaction or just going on autopilot and not being able to, you know, really focus on what we need to focus on to be, create the life we want. Right. And, you know, it is really true that there are quite a few people who kind of hope for the best and they will not pay attention to their money. Maybe they will put things on auto draft, which I, I've talked about on other podcasts and in my book, because they, they think it's just going to work out. You know, everything is going to kind of flow together. But let me ask you, so what are the top money blocks that you see people struggle with? When, when we look at it, we, you know, we have people actually look at the amount of savings they have. The amount of debt they have, and if and if those two are okay and they have no issues, there's typically an income issue, and so we have them look at their current issue or, or their current income, and then also we want them to look at an income goal. So maybe double, triple your your current income, and how does that make you feel? So with all of those components, you kind of look at yourself and you what is those inner thoughts that are going through your mind? Am I smart enough? Am I good enough? Do I feel safe? you know, those kind of things. And then also the feelings that come up. Are you anxious when it comes to money? Before I was going through the program, when I looked at my, my money situation, I would have like asthma attacks, panic attacks. My chest would just start beating out of my, <laughs> or my, my heart would be beating out of my chest. And then sometimes there's a, a connected trauma. So maybe, you know, you had some issues with maybe a business partner that wronged you, or, you know, you're dealing with child support and trying to get money from, you know, an, an ex-spouse, things like that. So as well as goal trauma. So maybe you've, you've worked your, you know, your butt off and you thought you could do it all. And you, at the end of the day, you get fired and you're like, you know, I, I was, I was working my heart out. What, what went wrong? Mm. So those are some things to, you know, to think about. So the exercises that we do is, you know, we have people really look at that and really kind of sit with those numbers. And then we kind of work through that and, and, and see what emotions are coming up. So that emotional connection to money and all of its different phases, as you were saying, income, savings, maybe debt, something we owe someone money for, something we're maybe trying to collect on. In all of those different phases of money coming in and out of our lives, we can have these blocks Yes. And, and most of the time, you know, people are, are, you know, things are happening, but the emotions were there first. What's happening in our money is actually a cause and effect from the emotions that we have already. So when we, when we think about that, our emotions are pretty much set when we're at the age of seven, mm -hmm. our subconscious is set. And then you just start running the programs and running them and running them for the rest of your life, unless you, un and, and until you can tap into that and really understand what programs you're running. And, and then you think about it, are they serving me or are they just keeping me back, limiting myself? So it, it really goes back to the earliest paradigm of what are our parents' thoughts about money? How was it growing up? Was there, do we live an abundant life? Do we live in scarcity? And people, you know, I think when they think about money, they're like, no, this is my current situation. My, my past has nothing to do with this. This is what I'm currently doing. And when we really look at it, it goes back pretty far. 
Yeah. So they're kind of rerunning the patterns that they've learned over and over about money. Right. And I think the other place I see this is kind of first generation entrepreneurs as well, where you get to a certain level and you don't know exactly what to do next. You know, you, you get to this place and you end up with these limits because you can't go any higher than this, or you only expand to that size. And maybe it's because you don't have a role model or something to follow. You know, I'm well-versed with Gay Hendricks, the upper limit problem, right? So the big leap and those types of things where your brain can only expand to a certain thing. And then in a lot of cases, you kind of hit, hit that upper limit or you hit that, that wall that kind of blocks you there. And it sounds like money issues or money blocks are very similar to upper limit blocks in that they're going to come up and they're going to be there probably when you least expect it. Right. You know, and maybe change your perspective on money a little bit. Right. Well, you know, and and we have to kind of go back to going to back how people survived at the beginning of time. I mean, when you, when you think about surviving, you want it to stay in your tribe, right? If people went out in the caveman ages and they went off by themselves, the probability of them surviving was pretty low. Right. So in present day, we're, we still kind of have that mindset of we need to stay in our tribe. We need to stay in our family and we can't really break free of what our family is doing with money. And so when you, when you think about it, people have kind of two, there's kind of two buckets. People either limit themselves, like you talked about, you know, the upper limit, they limit themselves so they can stay within the family paradigm. Mm -hmm. So they can, you know, not the family generally was middle-class and they came back earning a million dollars to the family. How would that, how would their family treat them? Would they still be part of the family? Right. And the, and the other part is there's, there's the, the, the rebellious phase. I'm never going to be like my family. That's what we say. I, I fall, <laughs> I fall directly into this bucket. <laughs> I am not going to repeat the mistakes of my parents. I am not going to do this. You know, being first generation college graduate, you know, one of the first in my family to graduate from college, get my MBA. I am not going to be, make the same mistakes my parents make. So what happens to those types of people? They ha- they have more of the boom and bust. They, they might not have the limits that you've talked about, but they're going to go sky's the limit and they're going to find a way to get rid of the money so they can still be part of the family. They can still fit into that family paradigm. So maybe, you know, making more money than my parents, but I'm sure the heck is getting rid of it just as fast so I can stay within that paradigm. Wow. So even though you may be making a better income, you're still in some ways, sabotaging your own success so that you can stay in what's comfortable for you. Yes. Which would, might, be, might be solidly middle-class, for example. Right. So when we look at our savings, we look at our debt, you know, it's, it, that's exactly it. Even though we hate the numbers, our savings isn't high enough. Our debt is too high. It's what makes us comfortable. It's what makes us stay in the family. And that's, I mean, to me, I mean, I have goosebumps right now. It's so powerful. Right. And people are just like, I don't want this debt. But at the end of the day, our core wants to stay within our family paradigm. Very interesting. So how do we use the tapping, the EFT? How does that help somebody recognize and kind of clear these blocks so they can reach their goals? Yeah. So when when we have that, when we have the high debt, low savings, there's there's some feelings associated with that. There's shame, there's embarrassment. And 
hopefully at some point we get to the anger because as we move up the chain of emotions, the shame, the disappointment, that's just going to keep you stuck. And it's just going to keep you with the, you're, you're going to stay in that downward, downward spiral and just keep going and going and just kind of running on that autopilot. Once we get to anger and we can kind of tap through that, you can kind of just like envision it, like the, the energy is just kind of going up and out through your body. So as you get to that point and you get to the anger when you clear it through the tapping, you can actually get to be more of an empowered state. And that's when you start making decisions from a grounded state and your, you know, your creativity starts to flow. You start to get new ideas. Maybe something, things start to just kind of enter your, your world and, and the universe starts to answer your prayers kind of thing of, you know, ways that, you know, your debt can get eliminated. Maybe you, you, you get into um, some money and then you can start saving. People always jump to the abundance and they're always like, let's tap for abundance. Let's, you know, let's do the affirmations and let's, let's do all of this. But in order to get to that spot, you have to clear out that shame, that sadness, the anger to get there. Yeah, I can tell you in my work, I do see a lot of people who you come to talk to me after the business has been okay. Maybe they're making money. They're not keeping any, which is, you know, kind of a huge thing because their margins, or maybe they're afraid to charge more, look at their expenses, lots of different things, lots of different ways that we can, we can impact those things. But it's very interesting that you say you need to get to the anger to clear that because you're right. There are a lot of people who talk about abundance and I have taken coaching courses with people who talk about abundance. And I think there's a lot of truth and there's a lot to be said about the abundance, but yes, if we don't rid ourselves of some of this programming, you know, I, I think we're going to end up, like you said, in kind of that boom and bust where it, it's great for a while, but then one thing goes wrong and our default setting is to emotionally become, I guess, crippled by money problems. Right. Right. And it, it it's, I mean, honestly, when I, when I read her book, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm 44 years old and it's like, how, how, how much has this costed me? I mean, that's, that's the other thing you have to think about is how much has this costed me? How much has this program costed me? And if I don't fix it, how much will it going to cost me in the future? You know, and that's, that's exactly what, you know, kind of you, you work on. What limits are you setting on yourselves? What money are you giving away? Are you giving away your services for free? And why are you doing that? I mean, really, it comes to a, a self-worth issue when, when you start to just give things away, it's like, no, you know, you're adding value and you need to be able to charge the correct you know, price for that. Right. Right. And that's across the board. I mean, across industries are people making business decisions. And it sounds like they're making some of these decisions based on their programming with money rather than maybe what they really want to see their financial goals be for the next quarter, for the next you know year. And that's an interesting thing to really sit and think about is if you're not reaching your financial goals, and it's maybe not a strategy issue, you know, what is maybe the issue that is making you back down from either your prices or not cut off certain services that are not serving your business anymore and you're still paying for, and some of the other things, you know, that you could be doing to go ahead and make your business more profitable, make it so that you can take a paycheck. That's the other place I think I see this is entrepreneurs with successful businesses that really don't take a regular paycheck. And I wanted to ask you about that. Do you see that as a money block? 
I, I would say yes. I mean, for, for, to me, that's that's kind of a, a, a self-worth. It's kind of like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve a paycheck. You know, I mean, I, I would say that that's something that they need to be able to value their time as well. I mean, I understand they're, you know, reinvesting in the business and things like that. But at the end of the day, you want to be working and, you know, working 80 hours, working whatever. And and at the end of the day, you have nothing to show for it. You know, what what kind of life is that? Right. And I think it, it's very important to also have those personal financial goals, you know, mm-hmm. in addition to the business ones. Again, I, I don't do personal finance stuff anymore. You know, I have a consumer law attorney background and financial coaching on the personal side. So getting people out of credit card debt and stopping student loan garnishments and stuff. I did that for years and mm-hmm. anymore, you know, I don't do any of that personal work, but I can tell you, I see people who get into the business and that is their entire financial identity anymore, that they actually don't have much of a personal financial problem or identity. And that actually becomes a personal financial problem when they're not taking paychecks home, when they're not able to cover their personal responsibilities and debts and things. So it's interesting to think about. So what would be the process that somebody would go through to find these blocks and then this tapping, how does this work? So I, let, let's start with tapping a little bit. So there's um, nine traditional points, and I, I know this is a podcast, so you kind of, I mean, you you can kind of Google it after afterwards. But you know, the we first start out with with the karate chop or the side of the hand, and you just start tapping. And when you're doing that, you want to kind of set up the statement, and you want to kind of visualize the issue, visualize the feeling, um, and just kind of you know tap as you're as you're doing that. And you can say. You know, even though, you know, my, you know what, actually, let's, let's actually go through one. Okay. And this is, this is just, um, this is a tapping to be, to be a, a good money manager. So we're, we're kind of jumping, jumping ahead, but, um, you know, cause there, there's a lot of work to be done with the debt and the, um, and the income and savings, but this is, you know, a, a good one just for money management. So the points are the side of the hand, then you're going to go up to the eyebrow point. So right in the, you know, in the corner, like where your nose is coming up, you're going to be hitting there. You can do both sides or one side, side of the eye. Then you go to the side of the eye. Then you go under the eye, under the nose, like under the mouth or like that little spot in between your, you know, your mouth and your chin. Then the collarbone. Now the collarbone is linked. This is a big one for me and it's linked to your kidney meridian. And it's, I, I could just tap here all day. <laughs> so what is the, so the, the theory behind the, the tapping itself, putting that physical touch, that physical tapping, how does that connect you to the progress you're trying to make? So, so basically it's, it's a way to kind of calm the body. So your, your, mig, your amygdala is, that's the part of the brain that's part of the fight or flight. So when you're stressed out, when you're just, you know, going on autopilot, your amygdala is just firing. It's just constantly. And you can't really make good decisions. You're just trying to survive. So when you're actually tapping on those points, you're allowing the body to say, okay, I'm okay. I'm going to calm down. I'm, you know, let's, let's get grounded. Okay. So we would do, so we would do this. This would be a good thing to do if let's say we open a bill and it's much more than we expected or something else kind of gets us stressed about our money. We open the checking account and it's, it, we just don't like the number. This would be something we would want to do to calm us before we make any kind of reaction or decision. 
Yes. Okay. And, and, and basically, as we're going through the tapping points, I'll, I'll just finish the. So there's one that's under the arm. It's kind of like in your for women, it's like in your bra line and then the top of the head. That's that's the nine points. So like, let's say you open that bill and you're and you see it and it's like, oh, my gosh, how can it be this much? You would say, even though you know, you, 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 you start with the negative and it's kind of like people are always like, well, I don't want to bring up the negative. You know, the, all the abundance people are like, no, we don't want to talk about negative. We only right. want to talk about positive, but you have to see the dirt to clean it. Mm. That's, that's kind of how we, we look at it. So you have to bring up the negative and you say, even though I opened this bill and I'm tapping on my, my karate chop point, it, the number, it's just so high. I can't believe it's this much. And you just, then you start tapping on, you know, your eyebrow point. This, this isn't what I need it today. This, this is stressing me out side of the eye. It's so frustrating mm, Okay. under the, under the eye. I, I just can't believe I, you know, but then you start to get to the point where, but I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, and as you go through it, you feel, you feel the release of, of the anxiety and you can just keep doing that until we, you know, we start and we say, what's the feeling. So when you first open that bill, what's the feeling on a, on a scale of one to 10, what is it? You can be, you know, 10, 11, 12, <laughs> it's, it's out of control, right? As you start tapping, you'll see that number come down and, and, and it's kind of like it's subjective, but, but it's, it's your own number. Right. So as, so as you're doing it, you should come down to, you know, five or a seven, five, you know, you should, it should still keep going lower. There are instances when it will actually go higher as you're tapping, but that's because you're moving the energy and you're actually getting it unstuck. And it, eventually as you keep tapping, it will release and you will be more calm about it. Right. So you can use this to basically almost interrupt. You would acknowledge the issue and you would acknowledge that I didn't need this today. This is not what I wanted. Um, but then you're interrupting this kind of what I would call the do loop of where you're going into this cycle of this thinking. I don't no. know what to do. What am I going to do about this? I don't know what's going to happen. And instead of doing that, you're actually saying, yep, oh, this really is not what I needed today. It's kind of sucks, but it's going to be okay. We're going to figure our way out of it. You no, know, and then you can put good practices, you know, and good decisions on the plate there to talk about and to think through rather than immediately responding. And I, and I do know that when you immediately respond to things, and I had to learn this as a lawyer, you cannot immediately respond to things that, that you read or that you get. Um, right. You must take time to process, but this sounds like it's a very active way of processing these emotions. And it's a very active way of being involved in calming yourself down. Correct. And, and really when you do that, you can make better decisions and you're not, and, and you won't, I guess, continue to dig the hole. Right. Right. Definitely yeah. see that. So yeah. besides some of the money loss that we were talking about, what are some of the goals that you can use tapping to achieve? So basically in the, in the program that, that I teach, there's four different shifts. And so the healing shift is the, is the first one. And that's the one that, you know, we talked mostly about is the money blocks, you know, then there's the um, beliefs and possibilities. So this actually helps those people with the upper limits you know, and actually being able to set a goal. I mean, that's the, that's the problem. A lot of people just don't set goals because again, they wanted to avoid it. And so this, this shift actually allows you to create, create goals and, and, and be able to kind of push yourself forward and kind of, you know, get you to the next level, the next desired level. 
Um, the next shift is the empowerment shift. And that kind of deals more with helping just to boost your confidence and um, give you some, some more empowerment. So you can continue to kind of move forward. And then the final one is just kind of action and up-leveling. And that, you know, basically it's just, it, it keeps you motivated. It keeps you with consistent action. I, that's, you know, that's a big one for me is the consistent action. As people get through, get through these four stages, they should be able to start creating the life or, you know, honestly, you can start creating the life in the first shift, but you can continually to keep moving forward because truly to be happy, you have to be progressing. That's the only way to, for true happiness. Right. I mean, you always have to be growing. There's, I mean, if you don't grow, you're going backwards or dying. It just, there's no other way. We are here to grow, to get more life. And, and that is why one of the big things is to keep your eyes moving forward. Even, even when you don't necessarily want to sometimes. And it's, it's an interesting thing to, to really think about using this type of active technique to calm you to make better business decisions. If somebody wanted to learn more about you and about your course, where could they find you? You know, I've just been so focused on, on getting my certification. I haven't really done a ton of marketing. You can definitely just reach me at um, AaronMSolis at gmail.com. I'm also on, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram. So Aaron Solis or Aaron Klein Solis on Facebook. And, you know, I, I would love to give, there's a whole process called the gift of clarity. And that kind of just gets people unstuck. And basically when they have clarity, you know, they, they are empowered. So going through that process with definitely, I would like to give it at least to five people, you know, to kind of go through that and, and just identify those, those things that maybe they're, they're not sure of and and help them get unstuck. That's amazing. I'm going to go ahead and we'll have all that stuff put down in the show notes so they can reach out. And if anybody in the audience is listening, there's an opportunity for five people to go ahead and start looking at this and getting their money blocks taken care of. So go into the show notes and the links will be there and you can reach out to Aaron directly. So Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast here and sharing. This is the first time I've really talked to anyone about this technique. I've read about it before, but this is really, you know, very informative that you can use this very active technique and it sounds like anywhere. Don't have to wait until you're in any particular environment or anything. You can just do this to, to help calm yourself down <laughs> if you yes. have some kind of money thing come up or anything for that matter. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's across the board. Even, you know, the VA is using it for post-traumatic stress syndrome. I mean, it's, I truly believe it's going to be kind of a, a wave of the future of, of us being able to reduce our stress because a lot of issues come from, you know, having stress in our body. So. Right. Well, thank you again for coming on the program. Lovely to have you. Thanks. And um, yeah, I will make sure that we have, again, everything in the show notes. So please reach out to Aaron. And if you have any questions, you know, let her know. If you have a comment for us, drop it here as well. And thank you again for listening into this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care, and I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.